Hey listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Uncommon Podcast. I am your host Ryan, doing a unique intro here because I actually was not on this episode in which Phil interviewed one of the participants from our Elevate Men's Retreat. We did a fly fishing trip to Decora back in November and Phil sat down with one of the guys from that trip, Kevin, who just shared about his experience. And yeah, while I was sad to miss that interview, that conversation, Phil did a great job, asked some awesome questions. You're in store for a great conversation. And I will say that at the end of the episode, I respond to a challenge put forth by Phil to me. But you got to stay tuned to the end of that episode to see what that is. So without further ado, here's the episode. You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Uncommon Podcast, where I'm your host, Philip and we have an amazing guest today for you, and we're recapping an experience that we both had, uh, but he's a close friend of mine, so you're probably going to get a little bit more than just a recap. Welcome to the show, Kevin Stitzworth. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's going to be fun. Have I... you ever done another podcast before? I have done a podcast Of course before. you have. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because you're the best. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I think maybe desperation. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Okay, so we're talking basically the reason why this podcast is, is because we wanted to get your experience on the uncommon experience that we had fly fishing up in Decorah, Iowa back in November 2023. These are one of my favorite things to do. Just recap on somebody else's perspective on an experience that we put together. And so really that's all the podcast is, but I would like the audience to kind of know who you are, where you came from. I, I have a word for everybody that we start our things with. My word for Kevin was community. It's important to him. He surrounds himself with good community. I don't know if you guys know, but anybody that you have in your life that has a good community around him is obviously solid people because they care. They care about other people. They care about other people think about them. That's Kevin in a nutshell. I don't know if it's your bio, but I'd say it's pretty good bio. <laughs> well, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I, I guess I'm one of those that's a, an extrovert to the core. And, uh, you know, I love to surround myself with people that are like-minded. You know, yeah. that's, that's I think, why we get along really that well. Is. And uh, so, yeah, you know, I grew up in Knoxville, lived in Knoxville, never left Knoxville except when I went to Central College uh, when I graduated there in communications. Which is like 35 minutes away. Yeah, not even that, like 10, 10 <laughs> yeah. minutes. Yeah, so I've, I've lived in Marion County my entire life. But uh, yeah, no, I, I've enjoyed, uh, I enjoy small town, you know, and that's that's the heart of who I am. Uh, that's where my family is. That's where my friends are. I love giving back to the community 
that gave to me and, and defined who I am, whether that's good or bad. I no, guess. yeah, it's all a part of it. Okay, so I want to let the listeners know how we know each other because I love this story. Absolutely. Okay, so at one point you worked at uh, Pioneer, which is now Corteva, Corteva, and it could have been DuPont in there. There's a lot of names. Okay? It's been a lot of names, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But you worked there, and they had an Ultimate Frisbee group. We'll call it a group because they still a, play. A noon athletic yeah. group. Yep, yeah, a noon absolutely. athletic group. Uh, and one of their athletic things that they would do is play ultimate frisbee, and I got invited fr- from an individual that was playing there. His name was Dan Upena, mm-hmm. and we were training for a marathon. This was many moons ago, and he, uh, I got introduced with him because I was running with a doctor. I was a pharmaceutical rep at the time, and she was training. So we got together on our longer runs, and then she brought Dan Upena. So we would run and times would happen where Dan would say, oh, I'm so sore because I've been playing (laughs) ultimate Frisbee. Okay. And so after a while, I was like, listen, Dan, like, where do you play ultimate Frisbee? I'd like to play. And he's like, oh, we'd love to have you play. And uh, so I got connected with the pioneer ultimate Frisbee group. And guess who I meet? (laughs) Kevin Stitzworth. Right, right. Okay. And reason why, if you've listened to the show a lot, you know, the reason why I like Ultimate Frisbee or any competition is because you can really see somebody's personality while you play. A lot of times things don't go your way. How do people respond? Well, Kevin, I'll tell you how he responds. Positive and uplifting. (laughs) He's always like, it's okay. We're fine. And I just was, I always gravitated towards that um, because I like to throw it deep. Kevin also likes to run under deep frisbees and I, catch I did them. when yeah, I was younger yeah, I did yeah. and you still do you just don't know that yet. Yeah, yeah. but um, that's how we met is uh, ultimate frisbee at Pioneer and our friendship just kind of kept blossoming we just kind of kept hanging out going to lunch but again like you said like you are a very caring individual uh, and then you're also honest and I really appreciate those two things and so that's for all the listeners how we met and how many years ago was that gosh it's been at least 12? Yeah, at least. 12, 13 at least? Yeah. At least, um, longer. Yeah, uh-huh. 15. We'll say 15. Yeah, and then he's now moved on to different jobs, not at Pioneer. Um, but we've always stayed in touch. So. Yeah. All right. And, and what I loved, I got to say, what I loved about that time too is I called you the gunslinger because you you did. You you have this knack. I'm like, I know you're good at any sport that you pick up. But what I loved is like, okay, Stitz, this is what we're going to do. You're going to run down here. You're going to go right. And then I'm going to throw it that way and just, just keep running. Just look back and pick it up. Like, got it. Right. And he did. Cause I'm not a thrower. Oh man. I'm, I can't whip it like, like you and a couple others could. But yeah, that was the best of times. We had it a great was. group, great group of people. It was. Sometimes we had like almost way too many. Oh yeah. Field. Like maybe there's 20 guys on the field. Yeah. But that's what made it fun though. It did. You know, and, but luckily we played on a huge, field we did kind of overtook johnston's high school football turfed field yeah and it would be like in august and i'm telling you like (laughs) i would see mirages and my feet would be burning it would be so hot but we still played it was great okay not why we're talking but again you're gonna get probably some of these things in this podcast so the experience the fly fishing experience first i'd like to point out is like cold is not your friend I don't like cold. No, not at all. <laughs> Again, it's November in Decorah. And like, who do you, who knows what the temperature is going to be like yeah. in Iowa, especially a little bit north. Uh-huh. Um, but yet you still said yes. Uh-huh. So tell us where you were in your life, life experiences, jobs, all that stuff before you like committed to this. And why did you want to go on this experience? Right, right. So I actually committed to it a year before that and was supposed to go on the very first trip way back in February 
Um, but it didn't work out timing wise. And so it delayed it, you know, and I was looking forward then several months down the road. Uh, I had my reservations because I knew it was going to be in November and I had no idea what exactly was going to be on tap. Uh, Luckily, I think you guys warned us ahead of time just because, you know, we had to get some of the the tackle and all that kind of stuff, all that stuff. For Uh, anybody who doesn't know about these uncommon experiences, you normally the participants have no idea what they're doing. No clue. Zero. Mm -hmm. So we'll give them like, hey, here's the attire you should wear. But that's really all. Mm -hmm. So. You're brave. Right. And I knew that what you did in the first experience and there was like cold water plunging and all this, there was all kinds of different things. I'm like, this could be crazy. Like, I have no idea. I felt like, you know, were you going to blindfold me and take me into the middle of the the woods and (laughs) what were we going to do? So, so I was looking forward to that. And, you know, I just in a space where I was like, you know, just to break the mundane, Mm -hmm. um, I was ready to, I don't know. I, I'm more conservative, I think, and just kind of stick within my schedule. And I was like, I, I just need to get around some some guys that mm-hmm. are like-minded, get away from this routine and just go have some fun and yes. just kind of recenter, refocus. Right. Um, and that's exactly what we did. Right. You know, that's, that's where I was. And Yeah. Uh, so this is kind of a fun story. Whenever somebody kind of agrees to do these experiences, mm. we try to give them kind of a unique slash, let's just say uncommon, um, way that we invite them and kind of say that they've been accepted, if you will. Uh, and so for Kevin's, do you want to talk about how you got your invitation? Sure. Yeah. And this was way like almost a year ago before you yeah. actually went on the, the right. experience. But I think it's kind of fun to talk about. Right. Absolutely. So uh, it was a year before. It was in November, a couple of weeks before uh, Thanksgiving. We have a big community event in Knoxville, which is called Living Windows. The storefronts, um, there's people give out food and and gifts, and people just walk around the square and have a good merry old time. Santa's there. I served on the Knoxville Chamber uh, board, and so I was helping our director, and I had recruited my mom as well and my dad to help what we call do a, a snowball drop. So Santa comes, lights the tree, and then right after that we go to our little bandstand on the square and we have these ping pong balls that we that Santa throws out and it has numbers on them and then people re- turn them into the chamber. Get a prize. Get a prize. Or, 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 gift. or gift, gift cards or, yeah. or discounts. So I'm... And I got to keep in mind, this was like super bitter cold in 2022. Like the wind had picked up. Kevin doesn't like cold. Don't like it. Like I couldn't, like I had my glove off so I could get the coupons from people and the the balls. My fingers were frozen. And so long story short, as we're setting up for that and we got a throng of people coming kind of towards us, all of a sudden Santa taps me on the shoulder and like hands me this envelope. And I'm like, oh, well, thanks. I knew who Santa was and I thought, well, maybe it was just a thank you from somebody, you know, for the work I was doing on the chamber. I didn't know. Go through the whole event, eventually go home that night and I opened the card and it was from Philip. Hey, I'm excited <laughs> to, to get you uh, on board here and it's going to be an exciting time, a great invitation, all that. And I'm like, I was really confused because I'm like, I knew Santa, who Santa was, but I'm like, that wasn't Philip, was it? And I'm like, how did he know how to get it to Santa to get to so me? So good. I was so confused, and I was 
confused for an entire year. That's right. Uh huh. And then finally we told you at the experience. But. Right. Yes. Okay. So we talked about kind of where you were. Thanks for bringing it up. I just like to hear that story. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That was more personal. No, that was fun. Um, but once you're there, like you just wanted to get shaken out of your, basically your mundane, mm-hmm. the normal. And I feel like too, you were in this point where like career wise, you were like, what am I going to do next? Right. Mm-hmm. And there was a question cause you and I went to lunch and you were like, is this the best time for me to go? And I was like, listen, I think this is the best time to go. I could see if you went the other way too, but I would just feel like just because we do a couple things that I think are kind of beneficial for you and where you're at mm-hmm. currently. And so you were just like, all right, I trust you. Let's go. Yeah. You, so you did. You could have sold me a car right then and there. Yeah. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I love it. So one thing that we do is just the core values um, that we do. Um, and so just take some time before the little weekend and think through what are your core values? I don't feel like we do that just as a culture very much of like, how has God uniquely gifted me? So you got to do that. And what was your experience after doing the core values and thinking through that? What was the top core value or, or a t- couple top core values that you had? Um, let's start there. Sure. Yeah. So the exercise you, you kind of gave us was there was like three pages of words mm-hmm. and you had to go through and cross off the ones that didn't really resonate with you and circle the ones that did and then do that like two, three times and then really try to pinpoint the top five or seven. So um, the ones that I kept going back to, and I'll just list them all, um, were faith, family, authenticity, integrity, trustworthy, communication, and leadership. And, you know, I think those are all just the the foundation of, of who I am based on how I was brought up, mm-hmm. you know, faith and family are important to, to me and to my family. And then just being real, you know, like authentic, you know, yes. I've got a close family, I got close friends. And so, you know, I think that was a good recentering just to start off the mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of do, I love those exercises. I love doing the strength finders. I love doing right. Myers-Briggs, that kind of stuff. So I was all in. That's <laughs> right. Know? That's right. Um, so yeah, no, I think that was just a good good way to start the weekend and then to just kind of share with the others. Absolutely. So that's what I was going to say next is like, we did this with a couple other guys. Like it just wasn't Kevin and I hanging out around a fire. (laughs) Uh, And I do like the fact that you get to pick what's important to you in your core values thing. And it also gives you a good glimpse at other people. So talk about the other individuals that were at the kind of the experience. Um, Who were they? What did you think about them at the time? Because again, these people didn't know each other very well. Mm-hmm. Like Kevin knew me and then nobody really else. Mm-hmm. So, right. so, okay, let's talk about yeah. the other people. Yep. That I knew there. you. I knew of Ryan just through our social media and him reaching out to us like, okay, guys, here's what's going on. But the other guys was just kind of a mystery. So, yep. uh, so we had James. Oh, James. James is awesome. Yep. Like talk about just. Full throttle. Full throttle. Like we have high energy up here yeah. with him and Ryan. And then, you know, like uh, Eric and Michael were kind of more yeah. laid back. Right. Uh, so was Austin. Yeah. Then Philip and I are kind of in the middle, more maybe more high energy type, you know, like let's go. Probably. And, um, but yeah, they were, they were just good guys. And so we wrote up Eric and uh, James and Philip and I wrote up together. Um, I think that was just great experience just to I agree. get to know. and. It's like you instantly feel like you know each other, you know? There is something weird. I'm glad you brought that up mm-hmm. about that. It does feel like we knew each other a lot longer. Now, granted, Eric, Eric, the guy that you mentioned, and 
like he's my best friend. Yeah. But like you, I know James, I didn't know very well, but in the car ride up, I found how thoughtful and intentional he was oh. in his questions. Right. And like, he was always really good at like follow-up questions right. to, to like one show like he actually was listening and two, he wanted to know like even further down the like mindset, which Kevin and I love. Yeah. So does Eric. So it was a pretty dynamic car. Right? Yeah. Right. He kept saying, he kept asking questions of like, okay, no, the why. Okay. But what about this? And yes. like, it was, you uh, know, and that, like you said, I love that, you know, and that just, too. I think really helped set off the, the weekend. Yeah. Um, because then when we met with everyone that pizza? the first time for pizza, uh-huh. uh, I don't know. It just, it just, I didn't know the other guys as well. Right. But it felt like I was going to meet like old college buddies or something. I mean, just the <laughs> oh, warm welcomes in and what we were yeah. talking with. So oh, that's good. Yeah. It was a blast. Yeah. So I think when we walked into the pizza joint, you know, like you didn't know the other people that were going to be there as well as you knew us, but you already knew that you had friends. You already had, you know, people that you're going to, combined with and the funny thing about this whole experience for me trying to plan and ryan is there are a specific kind of people that end up going that all seem Hmm. to be gelling well and we can only plan so much and then god has to take over from there but every time we've done it the camaraderie has been perfect like Mm -hmm. the meshing if you will i don't know what the word would be but is is perfect like it just gels really well and so yeah, well, and I, I think to that point, too, I think what I appreciate about the weekend is everyone was present. Mm. Like, we weren't, you know, you can get your cell phone out and get the, the totally. group picture and all that, but nobody was really on their phones. Like, yep. they were all in for this, and yeah. and I think it also helped that we were kind of in the in the backwoods where there wasn't much wasn't cell much phone coverage. <laughs> but in the same respect, that we were intentional not to even have the, the phone out and, right. and pay attention to what was going on in the real world. Yeah. So, okay. So things that happened. So we did the core values first. We did some, the fire pit, uh, which was really neat. And then the fun, the interesting thing, and you know me, I love it. <laughs> the thing that we did that we've never done anything else is we played a lot of games. Mm-hmm. And there was one person in particular who's like, I'm not a gamer. But still had a ton of fun, mm-hmm. Austin. Uh, he's like, I'm not the gamer. But he ended up having a blast. We played games that first night pretty late. Yeah. Well, early for me, but late for you guys. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, late for us. Um, and the funny thing is, like, one of the best ways to form a team is to have inside jokes. So we had a lot of inside jokes. <laughs> Mainly Ryan dance, uh, singing. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. He's probably going to pipe that song in. The honesty is too much And I have to close my eyes And hide He will, you know he will It'll probably be the start I hope it's in. him singing it even better yeah, Oh gosh I'm challenging him Why do you want that for everyone else? <laughs> uh, but anyway, I just felt like that was a really fun night That people mm-hmm. could really just let their hair down or let their guard down um, and just see like, Hey, this is going to be a really good weekend. One thing I wanted to talk about, about um, the core values was Michael had quite the two weeks leading up to the experience. And the fact that he was even there Mm -hmm. said a lot just from different challenges and obstacles that kind of hit him. Um, But one of those was that his grandfather passed away that he was super close with and so do you just know like the mindset you're in the last two weeks and 
the fact that he was there. But so we go through the core values, each one of us around the fire and we get to him and he was kind of last. He's like, I got to be honest with you. I haven't had time to do my core values. And he's like, I thought we were going to have more time here. And do you remember our response to Michael? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Because I think it's important. It was just like, that's okay. Yes. Like, no problem, man. Like, and I think he kind of almost, I think he felt ashamed that he didn't get it done. Mm -hmm. And instantly we were like, of course you didn't get it done. Like, Mm -hmm. no one would have gotten it done. Like, and like, we love you anyway. You know, so these are things that like, you can get it done. You don't have to, but it's okay that you didn't. And Mm -hmm. I feel like, at least for me, and the response and the demeanor of the group felt like very welcoming mm-hmm. instead of like, Oh, you didn't do it. Like, you know, let's crucify him it was totally opposite. It was right. more like no problem, you know, right. like, um, so that was kind of fun. Yeah. Well, and I, I think too, it was, it felt like a safe place, right? I mean, Perfect. we're around Good. the, around the fire. We're all sharing from our hearts. We don't know these guys from Adam, Yes, but we're sharing. Right. And I think, that's what kind of helps set the tone for this. And I think that's what everyone came with anyway, Mm -hmm. with that expectation. So, um, okay. So Saturday morning we wake up, we have breakfast, good mm -hmm. breakfast. Good job, Ryan. Very very good. He nails it every time. Uh, and then we get ready to go fly fishing, (laughs) (laughs) which, oh man, I just love you, Kevin, because you and I are like on the same page. Like, right. listen, what are we doing again? Like, how did we get here? And I'm the one who planned it. I'm like, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. And, right. And we're just not fishermen. Nope. Let's not just at all. be honest. Nope. Um, and then there's this expectation as like the person who's putting it on myself and Ryan of like, are we even going to get any fish? You know, <laughs> luckily we had like a master angler. I'll yeah. call him that. Austin, Uh who was like so gracious, told us how to like tie knots and do the deal. He was basically our guy. Right. Let's back up. (laughs) Let's back up to that the night before. We're like, we're trying to like thread the needle for the hooks. (laughs) And I'm like looking at like, how do you get that? There's no way. There's no way. And how do you do it in the cold? When you're in a hurry, I just I just didn't get it. So to your point, he was the best teacher. He really was patient, patient, and like I I remember a few times where I like somehow got my my rod all tangled with my with my hook, and he's yep. like, "Hey, Kev, you know, I mean, that was his first was right there. Hey, Kev, hey, Kev. you know." you did great here. Here's what I think what we can do. And here, here, let me just take this apart and do it. I'm like, great. Thank you. (laughs) That's the only way I want to go fishing. If you can hook it, great. Amen to that. (laughs) And let's be honest, Kevin and I were like, I hope to heavens I don't catch a fish. Right. Because what do you do with that thing? You know? Uh, Anyway, we, we, we get kind of like the 411 from Austin. We get all of our stuff on. uh, And then we go out to the river. I don't know. Is it a river? Crick. Crick, river. I don't don't know. know. We're in it. Uh, we have our waders on. And again, waders go inside of your boots for those all who care. No idea. I had no idea. Right. <laughs> all of the stuff was already done for us. Our shoes were all anyway. So we tie up. We finally get to the river. We walk out. And I'm telling you, the adrenaline was pretty high. Like yeah. people were pretty excited. Even I was. And yeah. I was like, we're going fishing and I'm happy. Right. Like this is a big deal for me. <laughs> and let's, let's, let's set the scene where this is a Friday morning. Yes. And it's like. Good weather. Great like, weather. Perfect weather. Yes. In, in November in Iowa. In November and there's nobody around. Zero people around. Zero people. And like and, this is like the Mecca of 
Yes. Fly fishing, I guess. I don't right, know. Right, right. That's what they tell us. I expected, I don't know, like the old Tom and Jerry cartoons where all the people are like, yeah, here's it. where all the fish are. <laughs> and, and then, boom. Yep. yep. And it wasn't, you know, people eventually showed up, but it wasn't throngs. So, oh, not So really. I think that really helped our, uh, our chances and our yep. bonding a little bit. Yep. So we get to the parking lot and then Austin gives us the kind of the tutorial on how to make the snap. And I immediately I'm like, okay. <laughs> Ramsey is looking, Phillip's looking like <laughs> Brad Pitt out there with a river runs through it. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's how I had it in mind. And I was <laughs> like, I'm going to get this thing down. Uh, so we get into the river. Um, and one of us in particular, James was like, I need to catch a fish. Mm-hmm. Right. And like yeah. Kevin and I were like, I'm not sure I want to catch a yeah, fish. So we're just... great, but <laughs> exactly. No, okay. But would it? Cause then I'd have to touch it. Yeah. I don't know. Gosh. I don't want to kill it. I'm I know. Good. So, um, we go and guess who catches the first fish? Yeah. James. 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 He even said like, I've been praying about this. Yeah. Like, I've been praying that I get this kind of fish and I can do this and this and that. He manifested he, it. He got it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nailed it. And, and was like, it wasn't long. No, sure. Wasn't like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Even maybe even less. I don't know. But yeah. I just remember like, I don't even need to catch a fish anymore. Like yeah, I just right. saw how excited he got and I'm totally fine. Right. We're right? all whooping and hollering and yes. he was all about it. Yeah. So we fly. What did you think about fly fishing? I loved it. Yeah. yeah I loved it. I did too. It. it was, it was peaceful. It was. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like I was in every time I went to a new area, I felt like this, the fish were a lot smarter than me because they totally. weren't even coming near me. Right. And then you like down the road, you hear other people like, Woo-hoo! and I'm like, great. You know, I was so, like you said, I was so excited for them. Yeah. I was just present and yeah. it was just relaxing. Yeah. I would say the fact that we got a fish all together for the most part, like at least 80 to 85% of the time, we were always within like, we could see each other. Right. Right. I think that helped me mm-hmm. because it was almost like one of those times where you're playing bingo and somebody at your table wins bingo. You're kind of like, <laughs> I kind of feel like I want a bingo. Right. Yeah? Right. Right. <laughs> so it didn't matter, but four out of the seven of us caught a fish. Mm-hmm. And the three people that didn't, like Eric, you and I, we didn't really even care anyway. Yeah. Right? Good. Yeah. I'm here for the experience. Right. And we had an experience. We did. We did. We did. Yeah. I would do it again. I would too. You know, if if Austin got everything set up for us. If Austin was there, I'd do it again. Absolutely. (laughs) For sure. Um, Okay. So we do that for probably three and a half hours. We do it for longer than I thought. And by this time, I do look like Brad Pitt. Okay. Like I am whipping the thing. Yeah. At this point... Phillips in the, in the in the water just practicing his, his hey look at this oh look, yeah this is, and, and like it, and they were beautiful realizing that like you can't catch a fish unless your 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 hook is in the water right and my hook was never in the water because right. I was whipping this thing like you wouldn't believe you had anyway, it down I felt like I had it down you did thanks for saying that you could go on the pro circuit soon <laughs> I mean I couldn't catch a fish but it looked good while I did it did look good um, so we do that we ended up going to lunch where did we go to lunch. Uh, was it a Goliath? Oh yeah. Top, topping, toppling and Goliath. Goliath, Something. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which is a brewery in Mm -hmm. Decorah, which is in the middle of nowhere. And it's ginormous. Ginormous. But it was super fun to just sit down and talk with everybody, Mm -hmm. laugh, share a meal together. Yeah. And I think Brian ran into some people he knew. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course he did. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So it's (laughs) kind of random. Yeah. yeah, good. It was good. It was just, I think everything was spaced out really well. Whereas like we had lots of time in the water. Mm-hmm. We're hungry. Let's go eat. Let's just yeah. fellowship. Right. And I think that's, those are the moments where it's like, 
you know, you, you have that common experience. Yeah. Or right. uncommon experience. That's right. Kevin. And, uh, and you just want to just reflect and, and celebrate, mm-hmm. you know, I agree because in others, other years past, it hasn't been so relaxing or I shouldn't say other years in other experiences, mm. we've had a very set schedule. So it's like, nope, I know we want to hang out, but like, we don't really have time. Mm. We got to go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to go curling or we're going to yeah, sure. <laughs> go play ping pong, whatever we're going to do. And so this one, it did feel nice to have just a little bit more relaxed schedule, mm-hmm. which I think, like you said, I'm glad that you felt it too, because it was a little bit less stressful for Ryan and I You're right. <laughs> needing to go to the next thing. Okay, but then let's talk about after lunch because this was one of my favorite experiences and all the listeners need to know that sometimes we plan some experiences and we don't really know how they're going to (laughs) go. This was one of those. Um, But I'll let you go from there. Yeah, so we went, uh, so Decorah's Decorah's got some great hiking trails Mm -hmm. and we went, I don't even know where we landed. I mean, I was just a passenger in the car. I'm like, okay, take me where we're going. We went to this cool place, um, and started hiking. Yep. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, before we we start, actually, Ryan pulls out this backpack, and it's got was it twenty pound? No, forty five. Forty five. Okay. Oh, forty forty five. I don't remember. Okay, what, but it was heavy. It was heavy. Yeah. And uh, so the idea is, someone carries that backpack, and for how would we say like a mile? Or uh, I would say like half a half mile. Half a mile. Yep. Yeah, it was, maybe it felt like a mile. It for me. felt like a mile. Well, you carried, you, well. you did the Chormans. <laughs> you took on the, the biggest load. But uh, yeah, so the idea was carry it for half a mile. And then as we're walking, the other guys will say some positive affirmations about you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by that time, we kind of knew each other right. pretty good right you know for a day yeah they were pretty astute they were affirmations like it wasn't just like these random ones of but they were like pretty specific yeah so we're walking along and you know you got fellow brothers that are just sharing their words and it's just like you know i love doing it you like saying something about someone but then when that backpacks on you it's just very humbling it's like you know right you don't want the attention right yeah right and then it's just wow those those are words I needed to hear mm-hmm. at the time, at the time. Yeah. Right. So we started off and it was like, we were kind of on just the main drag. We yeah. weren't really hiking. Yeah. And then somehow we venture off two rules for it. One, everybody follows the person with a backpack. Right. No questions asked. We just do it. The other thing is you can't talk when you have the backpack. You oh, know, like right. you just were just had to listen. And that was the hard part, right? Cause right. you want to be like, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like I did great at that. And then you're like, Oh, like, you just got to be quiet. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Yeah. So that was the reason why we were just like, we were kind of on the main drag for mm-hmm. the first time. And we really, we've never been there before. But I remember Air, uh, Ryan telling us about what he was, me, telling what he wanted to do about this hike. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like this sounds cool, but it could be a huge flop. But quickly it established like, wow, this is actually really cool. And mm-hmm. and then the only time you can talk is when you take the backpack off, you then get to pick who you're going to put it mm-hmm. on. And then mm-hmm. you get to say why you appreciate your community in your life. So that was, that was kind of the rules, if you would. Yeah. With the hike, yeah. But. And I think we went off the, the path when mm-hmm. I, I was probably the third mm-hmm. of, that had the backpack on. So that's when we went off the beaten path and then we were going down. And then all of a sudden, 
we were going up and we were going up and up <laughs> yeah. and up. And I'm like, is there ever a way back down? And and that's where I think you were the last. Yeah. Maybe. And, the last and you just kept carrying that sucker and the rules, we kept baby. going higher. And then as we we're coming down, it was some of those were some steep. They were steep climbs and descents. And so, yeah, yeah you, you shouldered it. And so, but it was fun. I would say it didn't feel as heavy when people were edifying you. It it did help. The words of affirmation did help. So true. There was a lot. That was basically, I think, my realization of how much community is powerful. It's like you can get through a lot harder things than you ever thought you could mm-hmm. because of the community around you. And so right. that was cool. So we get done with that. And actually, I was super thankful because by that time it was getting heavy. Uh, <laughs> but we we had planned. This is where we kind of had to abort some of the things that we wanted to, or Omaha, if you will. Uh, thanks to. <laughs> Manning, uh, we had Omaha, the, we had to change the plan and the plan was that we were going to do a sauna and a cold plunge after that hike. Right. Um, and it ended up being, which I was so looking forward to. Oh, Kevin, you were like, <laughs> you were the first one. Like, when are we going to jump in the water? When are we That's jumping really in? all I want to do. Sounds like a blast. The same water that we have been in waders with, <laughs> right. and like our toes were numb. Uh, we were going to jump into it uh, with a song. Anyway, so, but we ended up changing because what we had planned and what we were kind of doing behind the scenes before the weekend was getting letters uh, from all the people in your life that meant something to you, your community, just to uh, letters of appreciation. Uh, and so we ended up coming back to uh, the the cabin and then handing those all out. And that I know was impactful. It was impactful when I got it. It was also hard. Um, so let's talk through the letters that you got. And then that was also the time where I kind of told people how I could get all this information. Right. And so I can't wait to talk about yours. So. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, handed out the letters and, you know, you revealed to me how you got yes. the invitation to me and it was through my mother. Sharon. Yeah. My mother. Oh, I love that woman. And um, she played them every time. Like, she's like, okay. And she knows Philip. Yes, she's met him a couple times. We've talked on the phone a lot. Yeah. Because he was going to come again 12 months ago. So we were talking then. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so sorry. No, no. Sharon and I know each other well. Yeah. (laughs) And she lied to my face for about a year and a half, I guess. Um, And just played dumb. And I'm like, so I I give my mom a lot of credit because uh, she had a dinner. You know, she had dinner to play the. The fool, and if you know Sharon, she is the heart of gold. Like, I think it probably was killing her that she had to lie for yeah, that was. long, but she knew how important it was that she kept this a secret and how important it was for you to get these letters in a way that you were like, How is this happening? because it's a special moment, right? Right, okay, sorry. And, she, and she's a lot like me, we're just extroverts and we don't know a stranger, so um, so yeah, so the letters you, you handed them out and uh, um gave us time to go and, and read them. And, mm-hmm. you know, as I kind of played the the game where I think I had, I don't know, I had probably 10 letters in there and I played the game of, I read the first one and then the rest of them, I didn't read who it was from because ah, I wanted to, brilliant. I wanted, I just wanted to be in the moment and then just tr- reflect on who it was from. And I'll, I'll tell you, I had some surprising ones in there, you know, and it just, it was just that, you know, you're, it was that, that time, that God moment that you needed, you know, Mm -hmm. those words of encouragement. And mind you, like you said, these letters were written way back in December. Sharon got some letters for you 12 months ago. Right. From people. And then she saved them. 
Right. Until this year. And mm-hmm. so what an interesting God moment. Right. That some of these people like wrote you 12 months ago. Right. So how sweet is that? It was sweet. Yeah. You know, I, and I had family members and I had friends and then just people from the community that, that wrote things. And, um, you know, I think a couple of my favorites, one was from my nephew who was, he was 14 at the time is now 15. And just some of the things he said, and just to see his maturity mm. then, and just to see where he is now and just what he thought was important in our relationship in the things that he brought out. Yeah. Um, but then also just those moments where, you know, it, like I said, just needed to recenter and refocus mm-hmm. and recharge. Right. And those words of edifying from people that may or may not necessarily say that to you on a daily basis, it made me kind of rethink like I need to do even a better job. I, mm-hmm. I tried to do that edify with people edify people, but I need to do a better job of just like appreciating people in my life and telling them daily, you know, whether it's someone that you're, you know, on the chamber board with, or it's a family member. You don't know how much you're impacting people. And, and so the, those moments of reflecting were fantastic and recharging. And then when I got back home, I saw, I've seen some of those people and I've just hugged them, thanked them. And, you know, I had one from a close high school friend that you know, we're, we're, we're good, really great friends. And we, we talk about a lot of things and, um, we can share our heart and just the moment, like I transferred in from a Baptist school to public school when I was in ninth grade and mm. how we became friends, he kind of shared that story. And I'm like, wow, I never saw that perspective, you know, wow. and how, how and why we hung out. So, so, cool. so anyway, yeah, I think that was the great moments and you'll probably want to touch on just the letter. Yeah, so one of the letters, Michael, as we kind of referenced earlier in the podcast, uh, his grandfather passed away. And so he had a letter from his Mm. grandfather um, that was there. And so I think I've mentioned this in podcasts before, but I was really praying throughout the week and that God would give me a way to present this to Michael because it was a pretty big deal. Like, and, and his mother was actually my informant as well. And so uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. She was so intentional and she texted me and kind of was telling me what was going on and that I had a letter from his grandfather. Uh, and so God totally met us there. And he mentioned a couple times before how important his grandfather was to him. And that one of his last times he saw him, he kind of mentioned he was going on this fishing trip. And uh, his grandfather kind of winked at or smiled at him, kind of addressing that he he hears him, he's excited for him and moves on. But the rest of that story, which I got to uh, communicate with him the moment I gave him the cards, was that there was more to that story. And the story went where he smiled at Michael and Michael must have looked away. And then he winked at his mother or his daughter, uh, his grandfather or the grandfather's daughter, which was Michael's mother in the same room signifying that he knew that he had a card, a letter for his grandson that he was going to open on this weekend, knowing that he probably wasn't going to make it. Um, Mm. Yeah, it was so powerful. And I remember that it was so cool because immediately everyone just stood up and gave Michael a hug. And it was like, there was no dry eye. No, it chokes me up right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just super powerful. And like, you just don't know what those stories reveal, Mm -mm. but they do tell you how much you're appreciated. And it shows you how how 
quick and how fragile your life is, mm-hmm. but how important and how impactful you can make it. So um, I think that's what you're referencing, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So from your perspective, tell us about it from you, because you didn't necessarily know all of that. Yeah, I didn't know all that. I mean, Michael did reference it at, at the fireside chat mm-hmm. in, um, you know, in, in that, you know, we all have our grandparents and our parents that we love. So it's just like, I've been there, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, man, when you were presenting it, it just, you know, I just, I, I didn't know what else to do, you know, I mm-hmm. but to hug him and just, right. you know, get the right. Kleenex out. And, um, right. it was just, it was just moving. And I'm like, I just knew how important that was for him. Totally. I mean, it was, it was fresh for him mm-hmm. and that's, I can right. only imagine having that letter. Right. Um, cause I, I lost, uh, I lost both my grandpas suddenly. I saw them wow. the day before and then they both had heart attacks the next day. Oh, but then man. my grandmothers were both, um, in, uh, retirement home. Well, re- yeah, things. yeah, right. they had a, right. So I, I was with them as they, I was there when they passed away. Sure. So I've had those kinds of experiences. So if I could get those words back from my grandpa, oh, man. I mean, so you gave him such a gift. Oh. I mean, it's just his grandpa gave him such a gift. He, his mom followed through with absolutely. that. I gotta be the one. And I did, that was, I mentioned to his mother, like, Hey, thanks for entrusting me with this. Like, this is right. a big deal. Um, and so that's the reason why we had to kind of change the schedule because mm-hmm. as much as we really did want to do, or, uh, I don't know if we really wanted to do the sod on cold plunge, <laughs> but as much as we think those that experience would have been amazing, we knew that you guys needed some time to process those letters. And I think at the time before, because everyone's like, hey, we have time before dinner. Like we can do this. And both Ryan and I were like, well, let's just let's just play it by ear and we might do it. Uh, but anyway, then you guys kind of realize what happened because the rest of the afternoon was just kind of like lay low, take a shower, get ready for dinner, read your letters, hang out. Mm-hmm. And I loved this part where we end up going to dinner at a really nice restaurant. I think it was like the dinner club. Right. Um, and and that's usually where we really process through like letters. And we did, but we were all very gracious and kind to Michael. Mm-hmm. We weren't like, tell us about your grandpa's card. Like mm-hmm. it was like everybody kind of processed through the things, but we all kind of wanted to hear what his grandfather grandfather said. And he finally said, like, I'd like to talk about, you know, what my grandpa yeah. said. And we were like leaning in, you know, yeah, like this right. is what we wanted. Right. Yeah. Um, but he did it at his own time. And that was just another uh I think edification of just the group and how mindful everybody mm-hmm. was in that, which just gives you the character of the people that were yeah. in the group. Yeah. And you were right way back when we were talking and you're like, dude, you got to go. You got to make sure yes. there's great people here. Yes. And, and it is, it's true. You know, I, we're all connected now, you know, we are. And it, it was, it was awesome. Awesome experience. Yeah. And good food that night. Holy cow. It was good food. The The chef came out. Yeah. yeah. It was hilarious. He was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, that's a fascinating story how he even got to Decorah. Fascinating. Yeah. But good stuff. Okay. What else do you want to say about the trip, the experience? Yeah. You know, I think then the next the next morning mm-hmm. as we're kind of, we went to breakfast mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. I, I love this exercise mm-hmm. where it was, so when we all met, Philip gave us each a word and you said mine was community. So that's how we all kind of met and that's how we were kind of introduced to each other. And he challenged us throughout the week and that we're going to share words about each other in our breakfast um, on the last day. So mm-hmm. that's what we did. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I, I mean, it was just it, the words that you think of for other people, 
you know, like some of the things that, that they said about me, I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I love it. Right. But, but I think it was just that again, edifying is kind of taking that backpack experience and mm-hmm. defining it mm-hmm. in, in that one word, one word. Right. Um, so that was just a blessing, you know, it just, it really set the tone for, okay, you've been recharged. Mm-hmm. What are you going to go to you now? You, mm-hmm. you know, your core values, right? You know what other people think of you from your letters that are close to you. You've got these people that don't know you that well and what they think of you take this all absorb it, work on it and go forth from there. And for us, I think good timing too. It was November. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of looking ahead to the new year. Yep. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Christmas new yep. goals, yep. new things. So I think that was, I think it was all God's timing and exactly, you know, if anyone's ever considering going on one of these, do it. It's, it's not, it, it's, it's worth, it's not hard. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be some trust in there, it is. a lot of trust, but it's also, you're going to get what you need from it. Right. Whether you realize it or not. Right. I love that you said that. Yeah. So we have a kind of a re like a re what do you call it reunion dinner reunion yeah coming up. Uh, what are you most excited about and try to kind of process through? What are you going to talk about? What do you want updates on? Yeah. that kind of stuff. Everything. I'm excited about everything. I'm excited to see everybody because it's been a couple three months now. Yes, right. and uh, so that'll be exciting and just seeing where they're at and maybe mm-hmm. what where they've gone from there, um, and. You know, I'm looking forward to the cold plunge. Oh, you know, Ryan's going to do it because <laughs> you know, there's no way you're getting out of that. So, yeah, we're going to because we didn't do it, we're going to do that. So I think that'll be a, another form of bonding there. But, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone again and just uh, good. just that iron sharpening iron. Yeah, that's a really good recap and a good send off because that's what we kind of wanted at the beginning is like iron sharpens iron. That's something you say a lot. And I really appreciate that because it's true. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it takes intentionality, it takes good community, but it also takes some trust and authenticity to really be able to be sharpened. Mm-hmm. But also when you put those things out, it allows you to be able to sharpen other people. And I felt like we had, you know, guys in that trip and the experiences that we all were to, to kind of do together like you said, we're brothers. We're like we've gone through right. some experience together and you can never take that away from us, yeah. you know? And so thanks for taking some time Absolutely. to just kind of work through that. And um, I'm excited for the reunions as well. And uh, man, I just think the world of you, Kevin, and uh, want the best for you. And anyway, I, I appreciate you that you were on this trip and I could see you in the future leading a trip like this and like pouring into guys and trying to help them kind of process through some of the things they're working on because you have already done it. Does yeah. that make sense? Like yeah, you've gone through the, it won't be a fly fishing trip, but sure. won't be. And <laughs> we're we won't be cold trip. Yeah. I'll tell you that Anything right now. in the cold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I appreciate that. No, I thanks for, for getting me on there and everything you're doing. I think That's these right. are, you and Ryan have uh, created a great experience, you know, and it's, it's needed, you know, we don't take time for ourselves Mm-mm. and, um, right when you can have someone else kind of plan the trip and just kind of trust them and just know that God's going to meet you there and know that the people you're going to be surrounded by are going to also be in. I, I, one thing I didn't mention, but I think is, is fantastic is we were all kind of in a dip, that same kind of mindset, maybe mm-hmm. career and life where we totally. were. And it's just like, right. I think that kind of bonded us even more. And who would have thought that every one of us were kind of in that kind of mindset. So, right. you know, 
God's going to meet you there. And it's, I think it's a great experience. So I'm looking forward to the next one because you know I'm doing another one. I love it. I love it. Can't wait. It won't be cold. I'll yeah. tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Awesome. Well, you've been listening to the Uncommon Podcast. I've been your host, Philip. Thanks again, Kevin. Uh, wish you all the best. Thank you. Bye. Thanks again to Kevin for coming on the show and sharing about his experience at our Uncommon Fly Fishing Retreat. A couple of takeaways from me. One, there's never a convenient time to go away for a weekend, meet new people, and challenge yourself to grow but the investment is worth it and God is faithful. I appreciated Kevin's open-mindedness and willingness to lean into the experience. By his own admission, he's not an avid fisherman, yet he chose to enjoy his time on the water, and I think he ended up liking it more than he anticipated. And I will say Kevin didn't just show up to take from the group. He came and intentionally added a ton of value to each of us through his genuine curiosity, his compassion and encouragement, and sense of humor. He's someone that has continued to be an encouragement to me personally and someone whose friendship I cherish. So with that, there's nothing left to do but respond to Phil's challenge and close this episode out with a little ditty. Kevin, this one is for you, buddy. I want to hold it till I die Till we both break down and cry I want to hold you till the fear in me subsides